0: All right, well, I want to welcome all of you to the fourth week of our series entitled Jesus Is. You know, we're in a series. We're going to go all the way up to Easter during this Lent time, and we're looking at who Jesus is. We're looking at his traits. We're looking at his characteristics and different aspects of who Jesus is. I do want to say uh, for all of you that are with us online, if you're just tuning in online or Facebook live, we are so excited. We know people literally, not only throughout our community where our campuses are, but the nation and even the globe that are watching, we're so honored to have you with us. We've been in a series talking about Jesus. And it's amazing when you think of Jesus. I I, I was Looking this week in in scripture and and I began to think about the different aspects of who Jesus is. This week and today in my message, I want to talk to you about Jesus is the peace giver. You know, it's interesting all that's going on in our culture right now. Man, I tell you, if there's ever a time for us to actually understand who Christ is and what Christ is, can give us what Jesus can give us—supernatural peace, peace that surpasses all of our understanding. And today I want to talk to you about the fact that 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 God is a miracle-working God, and right in the midst of where we are, He can give us supernatural peace. I, I had somebody ask me one time, said, "Steve, uh, do you believe that God?" does miracles today. And in other words, do you believe that, that this miracles, we know that Christianity, you guys talk a lot about miracles and you know that you, you guys are into this supernatural kind of mystical stuff. And I said, absolutely. I believe that God does miracles. I, I, I believe that, that we don't serve some God that's way detached far off. We actually serve a God that's alive. And he's moving in our midst. Matter of fact, he is doing miracles every single day. Day. And he wants to do miracles in your lives. I, maybe you've tuned in, man, and you are really freaked out. I mean, you are experiencing anxiety like never before. Let me just promise you what the word says, that God is with you. God lives in you as a believer and God will do miracles in and through you. I'm going to give you guys a definition of what a miracle is. A miracle, and I wrote this down. And by the way, I want to say online, we have all the notes that you guys can download. That's one of the things that we do here at Church of the King is that we give notes to people that are in our physical locations. When we have church again one day in our physical locations, we'll have notes, but we have church right now online. And we have all the notes you can download this. Let me give this to you, a miracle. A miracle is an extraordinary uh, an extra or extraordinary as you may say event in the physical world that surpasses all known human or natural powers and is ascribed to a supernatural cause question pastor steve do you believe that god still does miracles today and i want to say to you absolutely 100 percent as a matter of fact I believe that God is in the miracle working business now what's interesting is a lot of people think well a miracle I mean okay I believe that God does miracles but those miracles must be out there for somebody else you know Jesus said something in the gospel of John that is so powerful this thing will blow you away this scripture is so powerful that you actually you I'm talking right to you are the material that God wants to work his signs, wonders, and miracles through. See, some of you guys right now, you are a candidate for a miracle. In other words, you need God to do something unexplainable in your life. Here's what the Bible says in John chapter 14. I love this scripture. It says, most assuredly, Jesus said this, I say to you, he who believes in me, as a believer in Jesus, as we trust Christ as our savior, he who believes in me, The works that I do. Now think about the implications of this. The works that I do. What works did he do? Oh man, a lot of amazing things happen through the life of Jesus. And he says, the works that I do. He says, listen, you also will do and greater works. Whoa. In scope, as the body of Christ understands the ministry of Jesus and the miracles of Jesus. No, we we won't die on the cross. No, we're not dying for anybody's sins, but... But there are neighbors that need prayer. There are family members that need prayer. And we're going to believe for the supernatural. We're we're going to believe that God can do the supernatural as we pray for them. As we join in prayers. People are calling you. We are believing that God is a God of the supernatural. And he'll answer your prayers. He says, "And, and these he will do because I go to my father. In other words, when God's children... When you and I cry out to God and say, Jesus, please, we're asking you according to your word, Lord, to heal the sick. Lord, to to, to provide supernaturally. Lord, to break depression off of people's lives. God, to, 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 to calm the storm in people's life. Lord, we're asking for the supernatural. I believe that God will hear our prayers. The Bible says that Jesus Christ will be glorified as we pray and as he comes and meets us. Today, I want to dive into one of the greatest examples in all of the Bible where Jesus does a miracle. And it's a miracle where the disciples were in a storm and, and, they, and they saw Jesus Christ and, and how he stood up and he declared to the winds and, and he declared to all of the things that were going on around them. Peace be still. And I believe as the body of Christ. I believe that there is resident power, the power of Jesus Christ, that we as the body of Christ, as we pray, as we come together, as we cry out to almighty God, as we come in alignment with his will, that we too can speak to the storms in other people's lives, to peace, that don't be overwhelmed by the things that you may be faced with, that God is with you. There's something about the encouraging word of another believer. If you have your Bible, I'm going to ask you to Open up to Mark chapter 4. And we're going to unpack one of the greatest miracles in the Bible. Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 39. Here's what the scripture says. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, Jesus said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose. And the waves beat into that boat uh, so that it was already filling up. Look at verse 38. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him. And they said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And then he arose. And he rebuked the wind. And he said to the sea, peace, be still." And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. It was interesting as I was studying and reading this week, preparing for this message, I I began to think about how the disciples found themselves in the middle of a storm. One moment they were just fine. And then all of a sudden they found themselves right in the middle of a storm. Just, Just think about our world. Just think about a month ago. Think about six weeks ago. I mean, think about what everybody was saying. I mean, particularly in our nation, the United States of America. I mean, things were doing great. Our economy was great. and I mean, there was, a, there was a general sense of calm. And yet all of a sudden, maybe in your life, it's like, man, what just happened? For some of you, it's been this last week, even the last few weeks. And, and now you find yourself in the midst of, of, of raging waters all around you. Now, the disciples were with Jesus in a boat. And they were on the Sea of Galilee. It's interesting I. I, there's a lot of body of waters around where, where where I pastor in South Louisiana, South Mississippi, this whole area. I mean, it's like, there's like, matter of fact, one of the biggest lakes uh, around where we are. We we I'm speaking live from, to you guys. I'm speaking on the north side of New Orleans. And there's a great lake called Lake bon- Pontchartrain. And it's a very big lake. Matter of fact, the Sea of Galilee could fit. There's many Sea of Galilee that could fit on the inside of Lake Pontchartrain. It's interesting when you think about the Sea of Galilee, there's there's great mountains uh, around it. And it's not a big lake. It's about about eight miles long and a couple miles wide. It's a shallow lake and the winds would come and and whip up that lake. And and you could be out for a boat ride and here comes the clouds. and, And all of a sudden, things could change in a moment. And when they do change, man, if you're in the middle of that, if you're in the middle of that lake, man, I mean, it's like all of a sudden, all of the circumstances begin to change in that moment. It's interesting this week as I was putting this message together, I was thinking about the different times in my life where I've uh, been on the water and uh, a lot of us in South Louisiana, we like, to, we like to fish. I'll never forget a number of years ago, I was with my buddy, John, and a couple of my friends, a friend of mine, Mitch, and we went out into the Gulf of Mexico and we went fishing, and, and we were fishing. We had actually tied up to this rig out there, man. We were red snapper fishing, and it was really, it was awesome, man. We were catching fish back and forth. and I mean, we were just reeling them in, and John's a real good fisherman. He knows exactly what he's doing. And It's interesting, I, the, the boat started rocking just a little bit, my friend Mitch. He was, he was laying and, and, and just kind of laying out a little bit. I could tell he was feeling a little bit ill. And, and uh, boy, the, the, the winds were rocking back and forth and back and forth. And I noticed, I noticed that the, the, the well, the clouds began to change just a little bit. And things around began to change a little bit. I went to John. I said, John, I, I don't know if you've gotten the forecast or not. And, but it seems like things are changing in the environment. He says, Pastor, don't worry about it. I checked the weather. Everything's gonna be fine. Well, I I tend to scenario plan a little bit and I I want to know where things are. And I I I mean it's you know, I get a little bit I get a little bit anxious, man, if I don't know all of my surroundings. I said, John, I said, I said, just to be clear, I said these uh, these clouds are building a little bit. Pastor, we're catching fish, don't worry about it. Just go back to catching fish and boy, we're reeling them in. And of course I'm now I'm now looking up and we are all surrounded. I mean, we are like 100% 100% surrounded. And I see lightning start. And finally, John goes, Pastor, we, we may need to pull up. And uh, and uh, we, we made take off back in because things are getting a little bit rougher than I anticipated. And all of a sudden, I thought to myself, I knew that about two hours ago. Thank you, John, for just getting the, the message right now. And boy, he just starts gunning it, man. And we start going through the waves. And we're going back and forth. Now the lightning is hitting all over the place. I mean, he's just crashing and there's lightning and everything. And I, I went to John. I said, John. I said, John, I'm a little concerned. I said, John, I'm a little bit nervous. I said, John, uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, and I mean the lightning. I mean, it is right on us. And I said, John. I said, uh, can, 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 lightning, can lightning hit a boat that's moving? He says, pastor, I'll just say this, pastor. You know, it's just, if it's, you know, you know we're, we're going fast, but there's no guarantees. How I mean, you know, that didn't encourage my heart at all. The reality is, is that hours before everything was calm and now we were in the middle of a storm maybe that's where you are. Everything was calm. Everything looked great with your job. Everything was great with your family. And now you're in the middle of a storm and you've got questions. And you're not sure what's going on around you. The question is, the question is what does God say about that? Is Jesus with you in the storm? How am I going to get through the storm? If you have your notes, I'm going to just give you guys Three quick things about what I can take from this story. And I think it's important because I think that God has some lessons for us. I want to talk to you about three truths. Three truths to remember when we're in a storm. Number one, first thing that I see here is that God knew that the disciples would be in the storm. And God knew that you would be in the storm and the situation that you're in right now. Look at verse 35. Jesus the Bible says, on the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Well, who is speaking right now? It's Jesus. And Jesus says to the, the disciples, let us cross over to the other side. Now, I want you to think about that for a moment. Do I believe in just, I mean, do, do you believe in, do I believe that at any moment that Jesus some did not understand what was coming up. In other words, he told them to get in the boat and to go to the other side. And I want to say this, Jesus is not freaked out about what's going on in the world right now. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of questions. I've had people texting me, people email, Pastor, you know what's going on? And 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 you know what 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 are we going to do? And you know, let's pray and believe God. Absolutely we're going to pray. And I want to say this, there's often three reasons why we encounter storms. And sometimes Sometimes we're in a storm because we've made a poor decision, right? Sometimes we create things in our lives. And, man, we're just we're experiencing the, 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 the consequences maybe of a poor decision. And sometimes, though, we're in a storm because, listen, we're under a demonic attack. I mean, there is a real adversary. Jesus says it this way about the devil. He comes to steal, he comes to kill, and he comes to destroy, so sometimes there's a demonic attack and man, we're getting hit by the enemy and man, we've got to learn how to resist the devil so that he'll flee. But sometimes, sometimes we're in a storm because we live in a fallen world and things happen. There's sicknesses that happen and, and there's, there's, there's crises. There's geopolitical realities and things and there's hurricanes and, and there's things that take place in this world not because of a poor choice that we made, It's not necessarily originated by the enemy. He may try to capitalize on that. But sometimes we just live in a fallen world. The question is, what do we do when we're in a storm? It's interesting, when I was looking at this passage, I, I began to think about that scripture in John chapter 16, verse 33. Jesus himself said, in this world, you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Pastor, how on earth can I be of good cheer? How can I be of good cheer? Well, I tell you why, because Jesus overcame this, and he lives on the inside of you, and he's in the boat with us. And somehow, some way, in every crisis, in every storm, somehow God can turn it around. Somehow, He can turn it around for our good. And his glory. I, one of our dear friends at Church of the King is Holly Wagner, and she's spoken to many, many women's events that we've had. And I'll never forget, probably 10 years ago, maybe seven, eight years ago, I was listening to her, and I, I'd, I'd attended that night, and, and I was helping my wife host the event, and, and I never forget when she was talking about what she went through. And she went through a situation where she had a a cancer and it was sickness. And and, and let me just go on record. I do not believe that God sends sickness on people to teach them a lesson at all. I don't believe that God puts cancer on us. I I believe that Jesus is the healer. But I do know this it's part of the fact that we live in a fallen world and sometimes people get sick and sometimes people are dealing with things. and, And she did everything that she could in the natural and she did all that she could medically. And yet she also was a person of faith and she prayed and she cried out. She did everything and we're so grateful. I want to say this. We are so grateful for all the health professionals right now. As a matter of fact, we prayed in the beginning of our service for all the health professionals that are involved right now. We are grateful for medical science. We are grateful for nurses and and doctors and all the scientists that are involved. And we believe in that And, and we pray for them and we believe that we should take advantage of all of that. But we never, never need to let go of the fact that that we are people of faith. So so we utilize science, but we utilize faith. And and we utilize the fact that that we are covenant children of God. And and that's what Holly did. She prayed and cried out to God, oh God, to to heal her. And she did all that she could do in the natural. But yet she also knew she had to do everything she could scripturally. And she spoke the word and she got healing scriptures. And she stood in faith and, and God did heal her. And cancer was eradicated from her body. And God did do a supernatural miracle. And you know what's interesting? Today, part of her ministry is is that that God has taken that horrible situation and turned it around for her good and for the glory of God. And she's able to minister to hurting people. Her whole platform is a platform of compassion to encourage women and men that to hold on to God and to do what we can do, but to stand in faith and to be positive and to be optimistic that God is working. Listen to me. This is so important. God was with Holly in her storm, and he brought her through, and God is with you in your storm, and he'll bring you through. Number one, the first thing that I see here is that God knew they'd be in that Storm, number two, the second thing, and this is so important, I don't think that we can say it enough. I don't think that preachers, I don't think that pastors, I don't think that leaders can say it enough. I don't think that parishioners, congregants, church members can say it enough. We've got to know that Jesus is with us in the storm. I'm talking about the presence of Jesus. I'm talking about the power of Christ right there. In Mark chapter four, verse 38, the Bible says this, Is it, but he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. He was in the boat with the disciples and they started freaking out. They started, I mean, they were so filled with fear. They were filled with anxiety. And yet Jesus was in the boat with them. But he was in a boat, asleep on a pillow. He wasn't waking up in that moment. The disciples were so freaked out. Think about this for a moment. Do you realize that never, ever, ever in the Bible does God call an emergency meeting? I want you to think about this. And I believe in emergency meetings for human beings. My point is is that God's never caught by surprise. And here it is. I think it's a picture. I think it's a picture for us in our lives right now that God's got this thing out of control. We do what we need to do. But I'm telling you, God, listen, God is is the the, the ruler of life and he is in control of our lives as followers of Jesus. And he's in the boat with them. And he's in the boat with us. And and, and they weren't alone. I don't know how how many times that we don't realize this and we're freaked out and what's going to happen. And yet right in the middle of the storm, right in the middle of it, Jesus was in a boat with them, and yet he had it under control. In this storm, we've got to realize that we're not alone. Sir, you're not alone. Ma'am, you're not alone. And I know there's so many questions. There's so many concerns. There's so many people that are grappling with so many realities, but I think this is such a word. I think this is such a, a, a now word for us. Because of the realities of the uncertainties. And I want to say this over and over. God is with you. God is with you. Jesus is with you right now. You're not alone. Last week if you weren't here. And you can download all of the messages from the previous weeks. I taught out of Psalms 23. And I want to read Psalms 23.4. It says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Can you just say that with me? All the thousands of people that are joining us on Facebook Live and online. Can you just say at the count of three, God is with me? Come on. Can you, just, you, need to say, you need to verbalize that with your mouth. Say, God is with me at the count of three. Can you say that? One, two, three. God is with me. Matter of fact, when you wake up in the morning. When you go to bed at night throughout the day, I think as we move through these next few weeks, we need to say that over and over. God is, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Hebrews 13, 5, the Bible says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. There's something about when you go through tough times. I think back in my life. I think about in my life, whenever I've gone through critical moments where, man, I've just been, I've just not known what to do. And maybe I've I've been nervous and a little bit scared. There's something about, there's something about, listen, there's something about a friend that calls. There's something about a friend that says, hey, Steve, listen, I'm with you in this. Boy, there's such comfort and encouragement to my soul. But even more than that, listen, even more than a human being, when I know that God is with me, number one, God knew that we're going to go through that storm. But number two, listen to me. Jesus Christ was with them in the storm. And you need to know that today. You need to know that he's with you and he's helping you. He's going to give you wisdom. And he's going to supernaturally intervene in all of our lives. If we trust him, he's with us. Let me give you the third and final thing that I see right here. Is that God grows us through the storm. Number one. Listen, he knew we were going to go through this. He's not caught by surprise. Number two, he's with us in the storm. And number three, God grows us through the storms of life. He does. I wish there was another way. I wish there was a way around the mountain. I wish there was a way that, 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 that was easier. But the reality is, listen, there's no other way. There's no other way for us to grow our faith and to have some some, some weight put on the bar where we, we've got to grow our faith. We grow our faith through the obstacles that come into our lives. We, we grow our faith through the adversities that come into our lives. Uh, we grow our faith. We, we learn to cling to Jesus. We learn to, to, to press into the word of God like never before. We, 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 we learn to press into one another. Some of you guys, some of you guys, it's, it's not something that you readily say, would you pray for me? Or... Can I pray for you? But, but, but you found yourself this last week saying that like never before. You found yourself tuning into different podcasts, different online programs, where gospel preaching and faith preaching, where faith comes by here. You found yourself pressing into the Bible like never before. You found yourself listening to worship music like never before. Why is that? There's something about, there's something about adversity. There's something about challenges. And the reality is, is that in this, God grows us through the storms. Look at verse 38. It says this. It says, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Think about the journey these disciples were on. What had happened in a few moments. In a few moments, they went from a, a calm life to now this raging sea. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they go to Jesus and they say, Jesus. Jesus, are you with us? And uh, oh, why is this happening? And, and why did you allow this to happen? And I tell you, they were dealing with a fear that's really the greatest fear, and it's the fear of death. They were grappling with fear. And all of a sudden, as Jesus, as Jesus gets up, something is about to happen. I want to say this. Something's about to happen in your life. If we believe him, if we will trust him, and I want to say this to all those of you that live in the Gulf Coast region. We've been here before. Different, maybe a little bit different, but, but but those of us that have been through Hurricane Katrina, many of you lost your homes. Many of you lost your incomes. Many of you lost things in your life, and, and, and you're still here. Why? Because God brought you through. God is the one that, that you clung to in that time, and so many people that I pastor today are, are, are were part of our church 15 years ago are new people that, that came after Katrina and said, Pastor, I tell you, it was like, it's like never before we pressed into God. We pressed into God and God brought us through Katrina. I'm gonna tell you this. He brought our region through that and he's gonna bring us through this stronger. He's gonna bring us to the other side if we'll cling to him, if we'll stay close to him, if we'll press into his word, if we'll stay in faith, if we'll, if we'll stay close to him in prayer, if we'll stay connected to one another, maybe we physically can't stay connected, but this is not a time to isolate spiritually. Stay connected to one another in prayer. Stay connected together in faith. I'm reminded of James chapter one, that verse, and those, those really classic verses in James one, verse two to four, it says this, it says, my brother, count in all joy, When you fall into various trials, how can we do that? Because listen, because there's an end game here, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Something is happening in our life, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be mature and perfect and complete, lacking nothing. God is growing us. He's growing our faith during this time. He's growing our, listen, he's growing our faith muscles during this time. God is moving. God is working. Number one, God knew the storm was going to happen. God is not freaked out. Number two, he's with you in the storm. Number three, he's growing you in this storm. Some of you guys, listen, you've never believed for provision like you're going to have to believe, for. but God is with you. Some of you are believing and you're going to, listen, I believe we're going to hear about miracles like never before. Supernatural financial miracles, miracles where people's hearts are going to come to God they're going to be born again. Some of you have been praying for prodigals or people in your family members and they're going to tune in whether it's this church service or other church services and online and, 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 and people are open to God during times like this. Stay in faith. God is growing us. God is strengthening us. And all of a sudden they went to Jesus. Jesus, don't you care about us? Don't you care about what's going on? And they, and they shook him like that. And, 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 and Jesus He stood up and he's standing up right now. He's standing up in our lives. He's there. He's standing in our lives. And I want you to hear what he says. Listen to these last verses. Here's what he says. Verse 39, he says, Then he arose. The scripture says, Then he arose and he rebuked the wind. He's rebuking the winds in our lives. He's rebuking all of those things that are raging around us. He rebuked the wind and he said, Peace. Peace, be still. The Bible says, and the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Peace, be still. Peace, peace, be still. I wrote this down. Sometimes God calms the storm around us, but God always calms the storm inside of us. I can't guarantee that all of our circumstances are going to change in a day, or two, or three, a week, or a month. But I can guarantee this, that all the storms on the inside of you, Jesus is saying, peace, be still. Let faith come alive in your heart. The grace and the power of Almighty God be released. Peace, peace, be still. I'll leave you with this scripture Matter of fact, I I emailed this last week, and I'm gonna ask all of you to stay tuned and stay connected, whether it's through Instagram, whether it's through Facebook Live, whether it's through our emails in the church, stay connected, stay connected to gospel preaching churches right now. Ministers that 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 are teaching the word of God, why? Faith comes by hearing. Be careful, listen, we need to be equipped, we need to be informed. Yes, but be careful how much you are feeding on the news right now. Feed on the word of God. Feed on faith. Feed on the power of God's word. I love the scripture. I love that scripture in John chapter 14. I put it online this week and I'll close with this. John chapter 14, here's what Jesus said. Peace, I'll leave with you. Peace, I'll leave with you. It's the gift of peace. Again, I can't guarantee that all of your circumstances are going to change. I can't guarantee that all of the waters around us raging are going to stop. But Jesus gives us a gift. It's a gift of peace. I can guarantee you this. If we receive that gift, the storm on the inside of us will stop. There'll be a peace, even unexplainable, the peace of God, Paul says, that surpasses our understanding and our comprehension. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. Friends, listen. Don't turn to substances during this time to bring you peace. Don't turn to anything illicit. Don't turn to some unhealthy, ungodly thing. Turn to Christ. Turn to Jesus. Peace I leave you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. It's the inside. Neither let it be afraid. Jesus is saying, I want to give you peace today. I want to fill your heart with peace. I want to fill your mind with peace. I want to fill your life with my peace. I'm going to pray for you. Maybe you don't know Christ. Maybe you're, matter of fact, I'm going to ask everybody to bow their heads. If you do not know Jesus, if you're not sure about your relationship with God, you're not sure if you die today, here's what the Bible says. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And it goes like this. Number one, we've got to recognize that, that we're a sinner, that we need a Savior. And number two, we need to trust Christ as our Savior, that Jesus Christ died on the cross for us. He was buried for us. So when the Bible says on the third day, he rose again. Do you know Christ? Do you know that you know if you die today, you're ready to stand before God? If not, just a moment, I'm going to ask maybe for a show of hands right where you are. I won't be able to see him, but maybe just as an act of faith, right where you are, say, Pastor, pray for me. I need Christ. I need Jesus. I need the blood of Christ to wash me, to cleanse me and make me new. If that's you, Pastor Steve, I need Jesus. The count of three, would you just lift your hand up high, where, where, right where you are, right in your home as an act of faith. Pastor Steve, pray for me. I need Christ. I want to surrender my heart to Jesus. If that you? One, two, three. Quickly, hold your hand up high. Yeah, hold it up. Friends, let's pray this prayer together. Those of you that have said yes to Jesus, maybe for the, listen, for the first time you said, yes, Jesus, I need you in my life. Would you pray, say, dear Jesus, I come to you today, a sinner in need of a savior. Say, Jesus, wash me with your blood. Give me a new heart, a new life, a new reason to live. In Jesus' name. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for the sealing work of the Holy Spirit and the word of the living God taking root deep in the hearts of your people. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want everybody to look at me. If you prayed that prayer and trusted Christ as your Savior, would you let us know? You can email us. Go online. Let somebody know on the chat room. Let somebody know on the Facebook Live. There's a chat that's going on right now on online as well. Our online service. Just do that as well. Let us know. And we'd love to be able to help you wherever you live in the world, man. Listen, get in a good Bible preaching church. Watch their service online. Watch our service online. We want to help you. We want to encourage you to take your next step in God.